do what it do welcome back to frankly speaking podcast i'm your host frank g and this episode we're going to be diving in a little bit and we're not going to get too too deep but uh we're going to get our toes wet with the ego this episode we're going to um expand upon and and kind of you know dabble a little bit in the seven stages of ego <laughs> so i think it's going to be uh a little bit of a a little bit of an eye opener for for some of us some of you uh definitely for me uh that's what i've been working on over the past month or so two months i think to be to be fair uh, i've been really focused on ego and trying to transcend my ego whether it's just the egoic physical state my egoic mental and or emotional states you know because i think without that you won't be able to really live really live truly you know and be your true self not the egoic self not the conscious mind but allow the subconscious mind to come to the forefront and lead your life you know what i'm saying so that's what we're going to talk about tonight and um i hope that you know the family out there and you know listeners you are able to uh take some talking points away from this particular episode uh, i was just going to make this episode a little bit of a freestyle episode uh, that was on my mind but then I, I sat down when i sat down in front of the microphone i just decided to just really talk about what you know a part of the journey that i'm on and this is part of the journey that i'm on at the moment so uh yeah let's just let's get right into it right so the seven the seven steps of stages of ego i should say uh you have stage one which is the the body self you know you have stage two which is self-identity and you'll hear me flipping through my notes here so um you have stage three the extension of ego you have stage four which is the creative stage of ego you know you you know so and we're going to be getting into as i said we're going to be getting into all of these as we go stage five the development of self-image stage six the development of the rational self and stage seven which is the rise of intent you know the striving ego and um that's stage seven, which is the, the striving ego. So uh, it, the reason why I think that um, I'm going to, while well, I have been kind of focused on my own ego is because, as I said, it, it is something that I've identified for my own self that is going to allow me to live and transcend this you know mediocre life that um i find to be mediocre in my own opinion as, as far as everyone's life on this planet and you know the constant 
of trying to waking up every day, the rat race and all these things and um, trying to fulfill some type of purpose. Right. You know, we all think, you know, we all been told that we have some type of purpose and we need to find that purpose. But really, that purpose is a rat race. You're never going to find that purpose because that purpose with the ego, it can always change. It can change from minute to minute. It can change from day to day. It can change from person to person. You know, this is how malleable and, you know, gullible an ego is. But when you're living beyond the ego and you're living your true life, you're living your true self, the soul satisfaction, if you're seeking soul satisfaction, then you won't be swayed in what you do or what you don't like or what you want to experience. And I think for me, that's the way forward. And to give some context, so the ego is pretty much the, you know, some of most of us probably know or heard about it. Um, the ego, you, if you had like a psychology class in college or you felt as though you were going to college to be a psychology major, uh, you or had Psych 101, they talk about Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung you know, Alfred Adler, et cetera, et cetera. And he talk about the ego a lot, especially with Freud and Carl Jung. And um, the duality as a human being on this planet and in this plane is going to be the soul, which is connected to all things in the universe, the source of the universe. And the ego for a human being this is so you ha so you have your haru and your set or your horse and your set your quote-unquote god and your quote-unquote devil are all both entities within you you see what i'm saying so they're not separate from you they're they are both part of you and be because of that we live in a world of duality things are seen as both you know negative and positive right and or light dark head tails you know cold hot so on and so, love hate so on and so on and so on down the line night day so this is the same you know you hear the saying if you've ever heard it before as above so below this is the same also within your body and within your being, you have a high state, which would be your soul. You have a low state, which is your ego. And there, you know, you might, if we even, you know, you can go even deeper into this and go the seven stages of ego probably line up with, well, they do line up with the seven chakras. Your root chakra would be your body self. Things that pertain just only on to the body um, and on up through there until, until the seventh stage, which is intent, which would be a crown chakra, which if you're vibrating from that chakra that, and that space and ego, you're at the epitome of the ego. So you're in a in-between phase of living, transcending and becoming egoless-ness, you know, not having an ego and you know, operating from soul satisfaction or, you know, and the ego. So you're like 
one foot is on the land and one foot is on the water. You know, you're straddling when you're at that point where you're at the level of, you know, you're intentional about what you're doing in your life. So, but there's a, you can get beyond that intent part, if that makes sense. So hopefully when we go through these stages here, um, you kind of see what I'm talking about. So uh, stage one of the ego will be the uh the body self right and as i said you'll hear me flipping through the notes and and occasionally i'll well i should mention this as well um one of the books that i came across about a little while ago is titled who am i the supreme understanding the anatomy of the ego and the author is um you're gonna have to excuse me this is uh difficult name to pronounce but Bhagwan Ra Africa is the uh, author and it's brilliant it's a brilliant book so if you're looking to do that ego work as well I would definitely suggest uh, picking up this book and yeah and, and start your own journey in your own way you know so Stage one, the body self, is pretty much, you know, it, it, it's exactly what it what it kind of says here. It, it's the sense of I am nothing outside of my body, you know, and people who are um, basically materialistic and they're kind of stuck in this body self or the body ego, you know, when they identify who they are, they identify it just the their image of their body. That's it. It's just body image. And a lot of people never kind of emerge out of that that phase. It's just body image only. That's it. That's all they got. You know, and it it pretty much to put it simply is like a a materialism. And all you and all they really worried about is food and sex. You know, to put it bluntly, you know, you, you there's not really much else you can do for them or much else they really care about. And we, you know, we know a lot of people like that. We see them on social media, whatever. All they talk about is food and sex. If he can't, you know, if he can't take me out to feed me, you know, all they want to do is go out to eat and have sex. That's it. I mean, there's really not much to it. Uh I did take a note here in the book. He talks about, you know, uh, Mr. Africa, he says, uh, he's talking about a little piece about relationships here. And he says, quote, it is also insightful for those of us who are in relationships with another human being as husbands and wives. We need to understand all of these stages because you may be married to someone who has never developed their ego beyond the first level of identification with the body they may be stuck there that means all you can do is have sex with them and give them something to eat and basically he goes on to say here and uh if you don't do it then you're gonna be in trouble they're gonna throw a fit you know and you can't 
really speak to them about anything else outside of that. You can't talk to them about retirement or traveling or chakras or magic or none of that stuff that you are growing in and understanding as you, you know, do your own work. You won't be able to really bring them along in that and they'll fight you as you try to do that. You try to give them a message. You try to elevate their ego um, and broaden their horizons you're not going to get very far with that. So that's stage one. And, you know, as as I said, we know plenty of people like that. We see it every day. Right. And uh, so stage two is the development of self-identity. Right. And self-identity is one of those things where you know, we tend to learn who we are in terms of, you know, the me part. You know, this is where, like, for example, in children, they get to a stage where they start looking in the mirror and they're looking at themselves and they're making sure, like, they're still there. So when they, if you have a large mirror and you have toddlers, it, well, I should say this, too. If you have children, small children right now, you'll be able to see every stage of these of this ego development happening right in front of you. If you have children, then I it will be behoove you to um, get a notepad out and really watch them as they grow up until about six or seven. You know, because you're going to like that is the, the textbook of life right there because they're going to go through each and every one of these stages and you can learn from that and apply whatever those stages are you can see it and apply it and you know basically look at it in your own life and so the self-identity is pretty much the development of the me you know and um we tend to think that you know this me is the soul, but it's not. It's just the ego. And we think that this me is is going to live forever, but it or this me is going to go to heaven. And usually, you know, uh, this is where we get taken advantage of. This stage is the stage that the religions kind of pilfer on. And he and I quoted, you know, wrote down a quote from. The author here, uh, anyone who is aware of this can easily exploit us spiritually because we want this me thing to live forever. And this me thing does not live forever. It's pseudo. And it will not survive the death of the body. So there's a distinction between who you think you when you think about yourself, we're not talking about your name, your social security number, your address, though that's just the ego self. That's the me. That's the straw man, as they as they call it when you get into if you've ever looked into um uh kind of freeing yourself from the US corporation and getting your paper signed and all that stuff and becoming you know, becoming a sovereign citizen, that whole process. So if you ever heard of that process before, then the straw man is a, is a good example of what the me is versus the actual true self. So, um, 
if you haven't, then then, then and you interested in that. That's one that's one way to get your uh, get out of the way of this uh, machine that is moving forward and taking seems to want to take everyone with it. Uh, so that's something you might want to look into, uh, you know, becoming a sovereign citizen. But again, that's kind of stage two where the development of the me thinking that, you know, the me is your actual self, you know, because the me is the thing that wants to avoid, you know, going to hell or being, you know, the, the me is the thing that wants to be enlightened. You know, that sense of self wants to, wants to attain the highest things, but it'll it, it perish when, you know, when you die, because the true self is already, the true self already has those things. And the whole idea of ego is the idea of separatism, that you're separate from whatever you're trying to obtain you see what i'm saying so the idea of oh if i can just achieve financial stability which is a condition the ego thinks it's separate from that condition but the true self your actual self your soul knows that it is not separate from anything it's one with all things and when you can move your ego aside and stand in that knowing then the money will attract to you. You aren't attracted to money. Money's attracted to you. S situations that you want yourself in are attracted to you. But first, you got to get through this ego and move this ego out the way. Right. So uh, moving right along to stage three. Stage three is interesting because stage three is the extension of ego. And. The extension of ego is, you know, the me and the mind. So in children, you'll see, um, you know, <laughs> for example, if you, you know, we were all children at one point, and some of you might even remember being at this stage, and most of us won't. Um, this is not really a stage where you really come online just yet, but some people are different than others you know we're all built differently but like i said if you have nieces nephews or small children now or had children that are older um this stage is where you see a child for example start to extend the ego or the me onto other objects and a good example is that uh, is toys well one example is toys you know Another child might come into the room and a toy be sitting there. The main ch the child may not even be playing with that toy. But as soon as the other little girl, little boy picks up the toy. No, that's mine. You can't touch it. That's mine. You know, that's the type of stage. So you're extending your ego onto other objects and people or things. You know, you see it when um, children do it, when <laughs> their mom or dad comes into the room. And there might be other children or even other people there and they'll run. Is this my daddy or this is my mommy? It's the same thing. But in adults, you see it a lot in similar ways. And it, it, it expresses itself in similar ways as well. Like, oh, this, this, uh, the idea of whoever you're with, your partner belongs to you. 
like this idea, like you're mine, you can't do anything because you're mine. You don't need to be looking at nobody. You don't need to be touching nobody. That's an egoic state of being. And it causes a lot of friction in relationships. So um, that's one stage that I, that's probably the stage that a lot of people don't get past, to be honest. And um, one quote here that I wrote down is attachment is nothing but the extension of your sense of identity onto other things and people. And that's pretty much the overview, to put it simply, the extension of ego stage. And that's exactly what we're doing. You know, this is my thing. This is my house. You know, um, that's your stuff. You got your own stuff. But when you extend that ego out onto material things or people or animals, or et cetera, et cetera, when something threatens that thing you become threatened and it's the same thing with information the same thing with ideals when you extend your ego onto that ideal say for example you know uh some type of belief system you might have right the moment you come across someone who speaks differently or thinks differently about that ideal that you have, you then become secluded. You become defensive. You see it a lot right now with the COVID thing. People have really extended their own egos onto what they've been told about this COVID uh, situation to the point where you really can't even have a conversation with people about it. Just to use their, their you know, their, their brain to really think outside the box about it. You know, like it's almost to the point where they have people scared to breathe air and you really got to sit back and think about that. Like, but as soon as you try to say, hey, you know, do you think this thing might be blown out of proportion? Given the numbers, they don't really add up to the amount of um, measures that's being had. What's going on with all this, you know, the stimulus money, what else is behind that they are doing behind the scenes? Did you look, you know, how do you feel about that? Have you looked into that? Oh, no, I'm not worried about that. All I know is everybody just needs to wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just because their ego has extended onto that. There, another example would be their belief systems. As soon as you say, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't follow Christianity or I don't follow Islam or I don't follow Catholicism or whatever may have you, they are, they feel offended and attacked, you know, because they have internalized whatever it is, they have attached their ego to it. So now their ego depends on the viewpoint and what happens with said object or said thing or person for that matter, you know? So, and like I said, usually um, it, it just, it's one of those things where I, I don't think a lot of people get out of that third state and the extension of ego, you know, so, and that really causes, a, I mean, that causes a lot of suffering.
I mean, think about it. A person will be up all night when they have extended their ego on things like a car. They'll be up all night worried about the transmission because they are the transmission now. Their ego feels there's there's no distinction between the two. The transmissions are designed to go bad after a while. And you have now laid your ego on top of it. The roof of your house is designed to go bad after a while. And now you're losing sleep over it, et cetera, et cetera. Knowing that these things are not made to last. They're made with planned obsolescence. They're designed to go bad so you can dip into that money and go buy more and get more services and everything else that comes with it. But when you attach your ego to it, every time something breaks, you break. And these things are temporary, as is your ego. So you're causing your own suffering every time you do that. You know? Uh, and like I said, I'll, I'll just be, you know, I have some notes here that I'm reading off of that I took. But also, there's some quotes here that the author put in, in the book. And um, I think one of the, it, it says that, Everything that you call mine is ultimately will be taken from you or you will be taken from it. And that's really the truth of it, you know. So anything that you put extend your ego on to is going to be taken from you. Your loved ones will be taken from you or you're going to be or you're, you know, either going to leave the loved one at some point via, you know, a falling out or death or that person is going to leave you for that same reason a fallout or death or just life just take you know something happens and they decide to move away and they're gone and but when you can control your ego and you're not extending your ego onto things and people like that that doesn't mean that you can't love that person it's a a manner of control and knowing what to do and knowing not to put too much stock of yourself into things that are temporary, you know, so, uh, we're gonna move on here to stage four and stage four is the creative stage of ego, right? And this stage is where, you know, you kind of become a a doer, so to say, you know, and in, in, in to give an example, uh, children <laughs> come in this stage and they are uh, kind of like, you know, they'll keep practicing things like running around the house for no reason they'd be running full speed if you have sons or nephews them little cats be it there'll be nothing to be going on they'd be running full speed through the house and you like yo what are you doing dude like sit down or they'll keep asking you the same question over and over and over again and there's no reason why they're doing it they're just practicing because this is the creative stage. This is they're starting to learn how to manipulate their bodies, how to manipulate sounds and talking and all those type of things. But in terms of adult egos, this is where 
you know, you just do stuff for no particular reason. There's no real intent behind it. You're just doing it, you know, and um, a quote here says the fourth development stage in the evolution of ego is where we come into the discovery of our power to create and become doers. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you start to question, you know, things like what are, what, what are you going to do with your life? What am I going to do with my life? Right. But that's as far as you go, you're not really going to do anything about it, but you just want to know. So there's been times where I've posted a few books on social media and, People will ask me, you know, oh, yo, what was that book? You know, or how do you meditate? I've talked about that a few times. People have asked me, yo, how do you meditate? And I know these people are just asking questions because they're not going to meditate. They have no intention whatsoever to do any of it. You're just, you know, you're basically doing what children do in a, in a sense, but as an adult. You know, you're just practicing asking questions. You're practicing asking what this is or how you do that. I mean, how many of us have started something like a business or, you know, and we came across someone or you did something that other people are interested in, right? And they come, hey, man, brother uh, or sister, how do you, I know I saw that you did X, Y, and Z, you know, I saw that you opened your own, you know, uh, storefront. And I was curious, how do you, how do you go about doing that? And then you ask them a simple question. Well, brother, do you, you have a business plan at all? Oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm at a stage where I'm just now think because this is what that stage is, is, you know, these are those people who will ask you a billion questions and have no intent on following up with it. So that's stage four. And stage four is kind of like a little bit of a turning point because now you're aware of other things that can be done in your life. You're aware of other information. And here you're not really in a action or active state, but you're still asking a question. So you're you're on your way. But like I said, this is a stage where state between stage three and stage four is where majority of people kind of stop. You know, any of us who have did any research or anything or who came into information and we, you know, talk to our family about it. You have, you're going to have family members, father, you know, cousin, brother, whoever that start asking questions, but then, you know, you'll have a conversation with them, but then go back, you know, a week later or so. And you ask them, well, Hey, did you ever, Oh man, man, you know, man, I got so much stuff going on. I ain't got time for that. Cause niggas ain't never, that's one thing niggas love to not have is time or not know. No, I don't know that man. Like who know that? Well, I don't got time for that. So this is that stage, you know, that they're stuck in right there. So moving on to stage five, um, stage five is a very important, uh, very important stage. And, but before I go to stage five, I wanted to read this one piece here, um, for stage four. So let's backtrack a little bit. The fourth stage is where all of our emphasis is simply on doing. It is doing with no goals, no clear cut understanding of why we are doing anything with no particular 
or deliberate plan at all. You're just doing shit. And that pretty much sums up what stage four is. And as again, you can see this in children. They just be doing stuff at this point in their in their, this point in their little life. You know, they're a short couple years. They just be doing stuff. You be like, dog, man. <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm about to chop you about to chop you right in the neck. Like, chill out. But again, they're going through their development of ego and for adults. You know, as I just read, that's where they're they're at. They're stuck there. You know what I'm saying? So um moving back again to stage five, the development of the self-image. You know, this is stage where all of our arrogance begins to seep in and, and come out. You know, this is where um people can really mess their children up and mess their, you know, as, and mess people up as they get older, you know, you're telling them, you know, they're the best, they're better than other people, blah, blah, blah. And so this is where we start to build a self image based on what we see and hear from other people about ourselves. You know, so, and what happened, ultimately what you do at that point is you start getting compliments and they start to, you know, as people we, you know, or as egos, I should say, we start to internalize those compliments and it starts to build our sense of self. You see, and you see, and in that, do you see how all the previous stages go into that self image stage, the extension of ego, when someone's telling you something, especially at a young age, Oh, you're better than all the rest. Oh, don't worry about it. You're better than them. You see how that extension of ego then grips on to that idea. And so on. And then that also affects the stage one where the body self, it also, you know, affects uh, stage two, which is the self identity. So all of these things compound on each other. And, um, you know, the author goes on to say here, uh, this is usually the stage of feedback and he's talking about right now. And when we get this feedback from people that are close to us, they begin to comment on the package we have put together. So the persona, the ego, that thing that we have created for ourselves. So, you know, as you're building your, you know, your persona, so to say, this is where you start to get feedback about it. You you try a new style, you try a new hairstyle, you try new clothes, you buy a new car, you get a new house and, and you're building yourself up an image of what you want to be and who you want to be. Kind of like build a character. I mean, that's exactly what we do with our egos. We build a character. And then once we start getting feedback about it. We just, some people, you know, we feed off of that. The ego feeds off of that. And some people really just, you know, as again, they lock in and they keep doing it. They keep going in this ego loop where they keep trying to reinvent themselves and go, you know, out for um, likes on Instagram and Twitters and all whatever other social medias. And that's all they striving for. So it's just a self-image that they want to keep up. It doesn't mean anything. It's not getting them anywhere. 
but it's satisfying their ego. And that's not really living. You know, if you constantly have to keep up this self-image, how how is that living? That's a rat race. It's no different from somebody, you know, for from those of us who work every morning getting up doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until you die. You know, that's not true living. So, uh, and again, as I said, you kind of internalize that feedback and if you get negative feedback and you're trying to build this self image about yourself, because this stage is ongoing when you are living in an egoic state of being, this stage is ongoing at all times. And when you get negative feedback, this is where people get depressed. They get sad on themselves. They kind of get, you know, um, become reclusive. They don't want to talk to anybody because they may have gotten rejected or whatever the case may be. And I can tell you from my own experience, uh, I struggle with that myself a little bit. Um, and but I can tell you over the last two months or so, you know, as I told you, as I go through this, you know, this journey I'm going to share it and I'm a podcast about it because I think that it can benefit people seeing or hearing someone going through the the steps to transcend or information that can be useful to the, you know, to them as well. And, um, yeah, so this is why it's part of the reason why, you know, I'm podcasting, but that's stage five, the self image. So stage six, you know, the development of the rational self. So this stage is a stage where you start to accumulate knowledge, per se, and we become reflective. We start thinking about things. We start becoming critical thinkers. At this stage, as again, the development of the rational self and this stage has probably produced much of the innovation in the world at the at this point. You know, you have your philosophers your teachers or professors, writers, you know, your intellect, intellectuals. And this is basically <laughs> the stage of uh investigation you know this is where you start to look at yourself and investigate like damn what what's going on here like why am i doing this why am i acting like this you know you start to do some self reflecting and with that self reflection you know you start to see things a little differently, you know, at the, you know, you start to go deeper into what's actually happening to you and you start to see some of the fears and that you may have and all those things, you know, so that's, uh, that's the stage six of ego stage seven. Let me get see here. Let me make sure this is yep. So stage seven is 
the striving ego. And in stage seven, this is where our intent comes in. You know, what are you trying to do with your life? You have, so this is the stage where you start to have intent about what you're seeking, who you're seeking, why you're seeking it, you know? And, um, I think that you, and you also, you, you know, as the title of the book says, you also start to ask, who am I? Like, what, what is this life that I'm living? Is this really the way that, you know, life is supposed to be lived? Is there another way to live life? And this is where you, this is really at this stage, stage seven, when, if you're starting to ask those questions and you're in, and you're intentional about those questions, this is where the springboard happens from jumping off the ego into your true self, your soul, you know, the ancients, uh, I mean, they are ancient, but those Greek philosophers that, you know, people like to quote, you know, after they got their initiations and, 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 uh, education in Africa, they would go back to their people and say, you know, you heard, we all heard, heard the sayings of know thyself, right? But the real saying of that is believe in the gods if you must, but know thyself is what the true saying was. And they would say that because they understood that people need to believe in something to keep the ego maintained, to keep yourself sane. And um, whew, that's a lot right there. Like, believe in the gods, believe in whatever you're going to believe in, but just know yourself. Find out who your true self is, is what they were saying. We know you might have to believe in your God system. You, We know that to make, to keep yourself going, to keep yourself from being so miserable in your life. But do the work to know yourself and the and the ones that, you know, that we heard in history that did do that work to know themselves, the Buddhas, the Krishnas, the the Jesuses, all these great mystics that came in some of the mystics that, that they don't talk about now, you know, that's out here, that's done the work and that has transcended their egos. Uh, this is what they're all talking about. You know, and this kind of lends itself. Once you get to this point, now you're able to start to delve into other real knowledge of true self, but also knowledge of the universe and other knowledges like magic, for example. And I'm going to do, <laughs> speaking of magic, side note, uh, some a little bit of uh, podcast housekeeping here. Um. I will be doing an episode on magic. Probably the next episode that you'll hear will be an episode of magic. So if you're interested, sorry, if you're interested in, in those topics, those juicy tidbits, then you definitely all want to stay tuned for uh, the next episode or two will be definitely about a, a podcast about magic and you know, a little bit of 
probably a little bit of history of it, how to use it, you know, just some basic stuff, just a little bit of knowledge that I know about it. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting because it ties into this ego thing because you cannot use magic and have your egos down at that level. Those basic levels, those those root chakra levels, you, you, it can't be done. And I mean, it can be done. You have to do it in a forceful way. You have to do it in a group setting. Um, but one thing I did know, do know is if your ego is not controlled properly, then you're going to have a hard time. And I think what those seven stages outlined, it has to be a springboard for anyone out there listening to really take hold of their life and take hold and grab their self, become the king of your own castle and control you control your ego. You know, unfortunately the history of the ego is simply the true self is eternal, right? So when your true self incarnates here, it every time it incarnates, it creates a new ego. It creates a new small self because the ego is what controls your senses. You see what I'm saying? So your ego is directly attached to all of your senses, all your five senses. There are hundreds of senses, but those main senses are the ones that are attached to your ego. And how your ego decides to perceive things also dictates how your senses perceive them. So if you are biased against a person because of, you know, what they talk about, then your senses are also going to be biased against that. You know, it's immediately going to be off, you know, off putting. You're not going to want to hear it. You're going to hear what you want to hear. You're going to have selective hearing, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to see them. You're physically going to see them as ugly. You know, we see this a lot of times when our egos are shattered from getting out of a relationship. And then we actually look at that person and we really <laughs> for that, for, you know, for them immediate, you know, after the immediate breakup, you look at that person. like, Oh, my God, like you really not as cute as I thought you was type thing you know because now your ego's hurt so now your ego is dictating what you see and this is how powerful the ego can be if you allow it to be you see what i'm saying so um yeah and so for me i'm working on these things uh personally um i think that I'm probably at the stage between six and seven. That's just my own evaluation. Uh, I fully intend to get beyond that or, or at least f be in the stage of intention uh, because that's what I want to achieve. I want to be able to see and be aware and be my true self you know I don't want to have these ego extensions and be upset because someone 
hit my car. It's a tool. It's just a car. It can be replaced. Someone stepped on my sneakers. It can be replaced. Who gives a shit? To be honest, like, who cares, man? They're sneakers. They walk on the ground. They're dirty. They're filthy. Like, this stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice, but it's temporary. It ain't going to look nice forever. The soles are going to start yellowing, and there's nothing you can do about it. But replace them. You see? So, it's just... I'm I'm so I'm so far beyond that stuff at this point in my life. And I'm so happy that I have kind of in a way returned to that. You know, and and the one thing that I do think about, though. In terms of it, because you do have a sense of a level and a sense of detachment when you start to get up in these higher levels from the things that most people are, are, are into. And I've been through this one already in my life. Cause I was at a point where, uh, I was a vegan for a little while for about two years. And in that span of two years, I used to meditate for about an hour a day, no lie. And my sense of perception of time, for example, was so slow compared to everyone else around me. People used to ask me all the time, like, I think I was I was working at Apple at the time it was towards the uh, the end of my tenure there. I was there for about two and a half years or so. And. And I mean, like Apple at the Apple store and. Um, people with the customers would come in, even some of the people that were working there, they would come in at that point. It was only, a, you know, I, I was able to maintain this state for maybe like three months and. People would come up to me that I've never even met before. I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing? Like, what kind of what kind of diet are you on? Your skin is glowing. Your energy is just so calm and soothing, blah, blah, blah. And all I was doing, I had I wasn't eating meat. I wasn't eating dairy, wasn't eating sugar. And I was meditating. And that was pretty much the, the extent of it. You know, I was really in control of who I was my decisions and I one of the things that I learned was if I couldn't control it then I let it go I let it be and I allowed the universe and the environment around me to shape those things all I could do was control and make sure my ego was used as it's supposed to be used as a tool to navigate in this world and allow my soul to seek satisfaction so if I wasn't satisfied if my soul didn't feel satisfied my true self wasn't satisfied I wouldn't do it I, like I would go to film festivals by myself I would go to you know so I was doing all a bunch of stuff just alone because those were the things I wanted to do you know I would go to like little um mineral places there's a place up in Chad's Ford called Earth wind fire and ice if anyone is interested in like you know the properties of like the stones for example like citrine celestite you know rose quartz clear quartz tiger eye all that stuff moonstone jasper jade so on and so forth there's a place up in chad's ford that's called earth wind fire and ice and i used to go up there just buy stones and walk around and i used to do all these things by myself because that's what my soul wanted to do. 
And I was so happy in that moment. You know, and ultimately, as I said, I wasn't able to maintain it because I dipped down into my ego and started to let my ego kind of drive what I wanted. And, you know, from that, uh, now we're here. So now that I'm back on that path to rise up that ladder again, I was able to dip back down. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to go back to go forward, to be honest. And I, I'm glad that I've learned the lessons that I did along the way and experienced the experience that I did along the way. Uh, although some of them I wish I could avoid it, but you know I have to take accountability for that because I allowed my ego to drive it. And anytime you allow your ego to drive your decisions, there will be suffering. That's just you know the way it is and I don't want that anymore you know that's not my intention in life that's not what I, I tend to experience I don't want to experience suffering and I don't have to experience suffering from my immediate decisions that is you know there's always going to be suffering around you because everyone else is still in their egoic states and still may be at lower states than you may be that doesn't make me better than them I'm not better than anyone. I'm just further along the path than some other people are. You know, and so that was the seven stages of ego. And again, that uh, one of the books that I was, you know, some of the quotes that I was reading out of was, Who am I? The Supreme Understanding, the Anatomy of the Ego. By... Bhagwan Ra Africa and his name is spelled B-H-A-G-W-A-N R-A Ra Africa A-F-R-I-K-A and you can find this book on Amazon or you can go to um, any like you know black owned retailers such as um, uh, what's the what's the name of that retailer on uh, I can't look Hold on, let me get the name of this retailer because I don't want to uh, leave it out. Okay, I found it. So it's DTR Books. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, they should be on Twitter as well if you're on there. But their website is uh, www.dtr360books.com. Um, I bought a few books from them. And like I said, it's also on Amazon if you want to patronize you know patronize amazon so uh those are two options where you can find this book at so but with that we're going to go ahead and end this episode and like i said look forward to the next you know episodes coming because i am going to do an episode on magic and uh i think that episode is going to be really interesting because i'm i want to look i'm looking forward to seeing how i you know, telling you the information and see how it, you know, kind of sits with me because the information that I know, you know, you always relearn when you try to tell other people or you're teaching other people about it. Right. So I am like really excited about the magic episode. So look forward to that one in somewhere in the near future. And with that, be safe, 
control what you can control, which is yourself. And get your ego out of the way. And, you know, when you get your ego out of the way of your creativity, you get your ego out of the way of your relationships, you get your ego out of the way of your own life, something bigger than you can happen. Your true self can come through and you can achieve soul satisfaction. And that's what really this is all about. It ain't about buying a bigger house. It ain't about buying a better car, getting a better woman, getting a better man, et cetera, et cetera. It's about achieving soul satisfaction, being in a state of, you know, for those of you who watch uh, Dragon Ball, being in a state of Ultra Instinct, that's a, what Ultra Instinct is, you know, that's an analogy for that. So, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it, you know, and this is what we were here to do is, you know, the ego is just a safety net, it's a basic rudimentary program. And you're better than that. So I'll see you on the next episode. Be safe.